someone's cursing my lord late night lunch someone's puffling my lord late night lunch someone's growing my lord late night lunch oh lord late night lunch this is a post watershed production a jolly good evening to you from the jolly green puffins our eyes tell us we're on air our ass tells us we're relaxed and our mouth tells you to shut your eyes and listen while the big boys are speaking. You won't learn anything, but it may provoke some interesting responses. Burning your iris out with a magnifying glass is me, Aaron Bliss. And paddling your rear end again and again and again and again and again is Mike Large. <laughs> yeah. Paddle it good. <laughs> It's peddling. So, grow. Late night large tonight, Mike. You think these things are accidental? Well, funnily enough, they are. But uh, on our 69th show of Late Night Large, would you believe it? Our uh, rather ironic theme that we chose tonight, or rather, I chose in lieu of the show, is stimulation. Growing. (laughs) No, not just growing. But the concept of stimulation in all its forms. I I implore you not to simply <clears throat> look straight to the uh, coital uh, insinuations. Although you know that's that, where I went. That's directly where you go. Mike, when we talk about stimulation... Growing. We, we can... Uh, Grow. Well, we, we're going to obviously... We're going to look at the... Uh, we're going to look at the proper... Growing. ...definitions in a minute. But, of course, stimulation could be anything from some puffing stamping on your foot to uh, a belly ache, to rolling around in the soft, soft grass. What do you think? To growing. I think about growing, really. <laughs> Shut up. Seriously, have you got anything to add before we uh, we try and pick this definition apart? Let's let's pick it apart. Let's oh. pick it good. All right, all right. Well, all right. stimulation... Right. <sighs> um. I should just say, by the way, because I'm sure it'll uh, raise its... Head oh, it'll grow. many times during this discussion, but I should just say uh, it really made me laugh a little while ago when I read uh, I read somebody's definition of sex as two people clashing nerve endings until they both spurt liquid into each other, which is quite uh, profound. Yeah, why not? Think? Well, if we break it down to break its it down. Uh, component parts, stimulation is, of course, the action of various agents or stimuli on the nerves, muscles or sensory end organs by which activity of some kind is evoked especially the nervous impulse produced by various agents on nerves or a sensory end organ by which the part connected with the nerve is thrown into a state of activity the word is often used metaphorically uh, saying you know a stimulating activity or a stimulating film or program these kinds of things regardless of its actual physical effect and of course, stimulate means to act as a stimulus too. Mike, I don't know about you, but when I think of stimulation, I think you do know about me. I think you know all about. Oh, me. of course. Sorry, yeah, it's just, just a figure of speech. I, I know more about you than I'd ever wish to know. 
But when I think about stimulation, I kind of find myself thinking of the antithesis, the polar opposite, which to me is uh, the film Seven. You know, the sloth victim. That's what kind of sums it up for me. That to me is the polar opposite of stimulation. Because perhaps more than any other film, it's a illustration of what would happen to the human body when deprived of almost all stimulation. And it's, well, quite a horrible fate. But it does remind you that the body's there to be used. And abused. And abused, if you like. Oh, I like. Let me put it this way. The body's there to be used. Abused, perhaps. It's not there to lay dormant. It's not made for lying around all day. So basically what we're saying is put yourself about... I wouldn't phrase it that way, but oh, I would. <laughs> Do you know what you grow? What I'm saying, Mike. You've, oh, you, you it. obviously you've seen Seven, yeah. I, I you, was uh, actually in. Oh, shut up. Oh, yeah, you were the um, gluttony victim, right? Oh, really? <laughs> so, Mike, why don't you uh, spare me? D- come on, describe the sloth victim for us, just to to help my. Uh, I haven't seen the film. Particular... Are you being serious? Yeah, seriously, I haven't seen it. <laughs> You're an idiot. Oh my god. This is something I'm going to have to introduce you to slowly. Okay, well, should I give you a plot spoiler to try and because this is the whole point in my uh, the point I was making. Go on then. Right. Grow on. Okay, then. basically, <clears throat> the sloth victim. The victim. We'll call him Kevin. <laughs> Let, let's call him Kevin E K for uh, some kind of a Kevin pseudonym. Eck. <laughs> Kevin Eck. So yeah, Kevin Eck, our victim Kevin Eck. Uh, the vi- the sloth victim, obviously, if you haven't seen Seven, the, the murders are, are related Murder. to the sin that the uh, said victim is said to have committed in life. But yeah, basically the sloth victim is the the kind of cruelest death of all because he's, he's literally just been bound and gagged to a bed for a whole year, checked on every day by his killer and like, drained of bodily fluids and pumped with antibiotics and steroids to keep him from getting infected and by the time they find him his uh his most of his body's eating itself his muscles have wasted away his brain's turned to mush he chewed his tongue off all kinds of horrible stuff but it just reminded me that you know that's an extreme way of illustrating that the body needs to be stimulated constantly and if you ever feel like you need to be stimulated <laughs> call 1800 large yes stimulation in general refers to how organisms perceive incoming stimuli as such it is part of the stimulus response mechanism which we're going to discuss at great length later oh there'll be great length <laughs> speak for yourself oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I yeah. fell into that oh. <laughs> of course what I meant of course I didn't mean to say uh, that. <laughs> oh, what a <laughs> You just mugged me off. <laughs> you mugged yourself off. Simple <laughs> organisms broadly react in three ways to stimulation. Too little stimulation, such as the sloth victim, causes them to stagnate. Too much stimulation to die potentially from stress or inability to adapt. At a medium amount, of course, everything in moderation, causes them to adapt and grow as they overcome it. And of course, if you give yourself grow as they exactly come over it, always grow. And if you give yourself a little too much stimulation, it's good. It, it 
it strengthens your character, it strengthens your limits. Similar categories of effects are noted with psychological stress for people. Thus, stimulation may be described as how external events provoke a response by an individual in the attempt to cope. Which is an interesting one, isn't it, Mike? Indeed. Indeed it is. Because what that makes me think of, and again, it's going back to growing the idea of extremes, is the best way of demonstrating how important stimulation is to the... The body? Building of, yeah, the human body and mind and character. It's to take it away. Yeah. Yeah. In in controlled conditions. Until you've lost it. Because another example, of course, which I was thinking of, is being some kind of prisoner. Not the kind of prison... prisoner. (sighs) Each to their own. Not the kind of prisoner we talk about in this country where we still mercifully have fairly humane prisons, but I'm thinking of being, like you say, a a Joseph Fritzl-style prisoner where you're potentially deprived of sunlight, maybe even sight, any kind of outside influence other than your captor. Potentially freedom of movement is stifled. Do you grow what I'm saying here? Oh, I grow exactly what you're saying. And of course... I've got a few people tied up uh, as we speak. You might want to uh, pass your address details on at the end of the show. (laughs) But the uh, psychological stress, that's what I was thinking of. Because of course, if certain parts of the body, integral parts of the body, let's say, eyes, ears, uh, mouth, nose... Well, yeah, all your primary sense organs, skin... Obviously, if those organs are not stimulated enough or or minimal stimulation, then then comes the psychological stress. So the mind has to work incredibly hard in order to adapt, yeah, adapt and cope with their their situation. Mm. And of course, there there are heartwarming stories of people. I mean, particularly, obviously, Nelson Mandela comes to mind. People who are in prison for long, long periods. Nelson Mandela. Long. Thanks, that Mike. That's right. Right. People who are in prison for massively long periods of time hmm. somehow get themselves through it, keep, like, a positive state of mind. I mean, how, you know, how could me or you keep a positive state of mind when we're in prison for, like, over two decades? But then you do get people, maybe there's single-minded, they're focused on one particular goal, they convince themselves that it's coming, and in the meantime... (laughs) (laughs) Stop dragging this conversation down. But in the meantime, they they find stimulation wherever they can. Perhaps they create worlds inside their head, stories... Perhaps they bump into Mr Big in the shower. That's not the kind of stimulation I think they're looking for, though. It's the kind of stimulation I'm looking for. <laughs> That's not stimulation, it's a violation. And you know it. It's You've been told this a few <laughs> times. Stimulation violation. By your parole officer last, I believe. Yeah, then I violated them. <laughs> Shut up. So, overstimulation, Mike. Which this is... something I know all about. Uh, yeah, as we discussed, psychologically it's possible to become habituated to a degree of stimulation, thus rendering you... Well, thus making it very uncomfortable for you to have significantly more or less stimulation. Now, Mike, we're going to discuss this more in a minute, but this to me seems like the case of someone living a very humdrum, mundane life and settling into a rut. And then 
you know some people are happy to say oh why don't you go out and do this and do that not realizing there might be a massive psychological barrier like it says here do you see what i mean i see what they're you habituated to such a low level of stimulation that even though obviously it appeals to them to have more stimulation perhaps they can't actually mentally they can't cope, cope with, it. with it exactly that's a pretty sad state of affairs yeah it's quite bleak so think you like that. It's, but i don't think you can it's all about the mind though isn't it, it is this is what we're the, talking power about the mind exactly and the power of the mind obviously is uh, you know it builds its own fortress it does indeed at times we will elaborate on this a little bit more after the break but uh we're going to leave you for a minute for our uh, if you leave me now <laughs> uh, for our first song I believe this is by a band called Ooh, baby you please it? don't grow <laughs> the following section has been removed due to copyright infringement sorry about that fight the power that was sugar with if I can't change your mind and we're talking about stimulation Tonight, here on late night, lunch. every night. Oh yeah, I always talk about stimulation. <laughs> That's what I was getting at. And with I'm a stimulating kind of guy. Well, so you say. Uh, I believe fine. <laughs> That's what she said. Uh, yes, right. We, what we were, what Growing. we were driving at towards the end of that last segment was <coughs> psychological <coughs> barriers. Yes, we're talking about overcoming. Well, stimulation barriers, really. We were saying how the human mind is always... And this is what they say. The human mind, it, it does conquer the human body every time. You look at people, it's proven categorically time and again. People, like you say, Nelson Mandela, who are incarcerated in probably pretty horrible conditions for so over long. a quarter of their life, pretty much. And their mind hasn't broken down you know a lot of people they'd lose the will to live they'd, they'd lose their sanity but the mind is such a powerful tool to be able to conquer that if you can use it if exactly because everyone has the power but sometimes but sometimes you uh, whether it's subconscious or whether you act your mind actively does it it builds its own limitations you know you get like we've said you get people who build their own little fortresses in their mind. And it's kind of like, yeah, I think a fortress is, is pretty suitable because it's like they lock themselves in this little fortress and they defend it. You know, they fend off uncomfortable scenarios. They defend their little fortress. You know, they don't... They're the same routines. They they don't go out with people they don't really know well. They don't kind of... They don't go on holiday abroad, whatever you want to say. They don't change jobs they keep within that little fortress because of course that's got its own comforting role you think you know if I can defend my fortress that's good enough for me when really what you want to do is plunge headlong over the battlement straight into the moat <laughs> whether there's a oh, crocodile yeah. in there or not <laughs> that's exactly what I want to do plunge. yeah but do you uh, I mean do you see anyone do you see anyone do you reckon in your little circle is like that who you think have, has got psychological barriers that prevent them from I'm thinking of um, one particular person who might be <laughs> might have a domineering <laughs> um, battle axe of a relative looking after him but yeah people like that 
Do you, can you think of people that you think are stuck in a rut? Yeah, but like stuck in a rut because of the limitations that their minds kind of made on them. I know many people with limited minds. <laughs> limited minds. I'm sat it, next to one. Oh, hi, oh. Well, well, I wouldn't even say that you even half seem to be there, but yeah. So, but you grow what I'm saying there. Yeah, I so, know what you're saying. I mean, it's not yeah, it's not name and shame, Kevin. Uh, <laughs> that was for the greater good. So, Mike, I'm gonna let me give you a, I'm gonna give you a scenario here. I want you to let me let me grow what uh, what what's gonna happen next. Okay. Oh, I'll let you grow, all right? You're uh, you've you've been on a a night out. Standard. Bit of a binge. Yeah, giving it the beginning. You start. You start. Uh, where did I go? Let's, let's say it's a bank holiday. Where did I go? Bank holiday. Where did I go? Bank holiday. So you don't know where you went. You started. <laughs> you started drinking at one o'clock in the afternoon. So yeah. what am I saying? Uh, eleven o'clock in the morning. Thank you. Okay. It gets to about eleven o'clock at night. You don't know who you are. Uh, you don't know what gender you are. Brilliant. Anyway. Standard. Yeah. You wake up the next morning with a pounding head. Yeah, makes sense. Although you think you've woken up, but you can't see anything. Everything's black. Uh, eventually, the the small sliver of sunlight comes through the uh, the crack in the wall. You're uh, you're hanging upside down, naked, decent, chains around your ankles. My dear, have a good time. Uh, genitals hooked up to a car battery. Ooh, yeah. Um. You're just arousing me now. And all your hair's been shaved off. Brilliant. You can just about determine where you are by that little sliver of sunlight, but that's the only stimulation you have, other than. Every hour, you hear what sounds like blades being sharpened. <laughs> How do you think you'd react to this? I personally, uh, I'd just get a raging heart on. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, do you do you think uh, do you think your mind would be strong enough for you to overcome that and give you some kind of I don't know way out I think mine would yeah yeah it'd be pretty scary though wouldn't it it would but do you see what I'm trying to get out of there because things are scarier I'd say probably things get a lot scarier the less stimulation you have yeah so like I was saying if you're completely in the dark hmm. then all of a sudden all your senses are honed by the few things that you can pick up you know that, that smell of blood maybe that sound of metal being sharpened so things do become a lot you get, your senses become a lot more acute exactly <laughs> I almost forgot about that but yeah that the uh, the impending uh, agony of that but that's what I'm, yeah you, you grow I'm saying excuse me have you ever heard of a film no. called Agnosia uh, I don't think so don't without know, without uh, casting aspersions on your films of choice or your lack of cultural taste, it is a foreign language film. But uh, oh right, yeah, it's it's based on it's based on I think if I want to fucking read, right, I'll get a book. <laughs> Shut up. I think I think it's I think the actual condition is called sensory agnosia. It's based on a condition. Okay. And the way they, and the reason it ties in, because it's to do with stimulation. A very, is. a very cool way of dealing with stimulation, in that, <laughs> basically, 
the uh, the easiest way to describe it is uh, this doctor explains to the girl who suffers from it. Uh, he he tries to put it into a simple like analogy of of what's happening to her, and he explains that he fills up a a large tumbler of water, and he says, "This is the average." human mind, this, this glass this is the average human mind and this water is all the possible stimulation it can receive during every day that it's aware of whatever yeah, right it, he then puts a cloth over the top of the tumbler and says this is how, this is what a normal person's mind is like hmm. and then pours water on top of the cloth and of course then it just seeps through very slowly into the tumbler so he says, this is basically how the mind works. This cloth is the filter of your mind, which is all of the millions and, well, billions of potential sensory stimulations will will hit all your sensory nerve organs at once, and your mind will gradually filter them and process them into rational and uh, coherent thoughts. Yeah. So, so you're okay. able to react to them yeah, correctly. Yeah. I'm with you. He then removes the cloth and says... This this is her condition. Basically, she she has no filter. Her mind has no filter to be able to differentiate between any of the stimuli no that way. enter her head via her sensory organs. What we only get a few kind of scenes where the camera or or the filmmaker attempts to kind of convey what it's like to be her, and and the way that they kind of do it is. Instead of instead of seeing clear, defined objects and people, she sees throbbing shapes and colours. Every so often, the silhouette will appear, but it, you know, because there's no way of her focusing on certain aspects unless they get very close. She she can't really even make out their their silhouette. It's just like I say, throbbing, bleeding colours everywhere. Sound, is, I th- I believe, is kind of similar as well. So. She like for instance she'll hear she'll hear everything at the same volume, whether someone stood at one end of the room, outside, or right next to her. If she'll she hear, hear it. It'll be at the same exactly, volume. it'll be at the same volume because there's nothing in her mind to filter the distance or or you know which person's directing their speech towards her. And it's a really cool film actually because uh, although she she can't overcome her condition, she has certain things like. Like like any person does, you know, if you're blind, you compensate in like your hearing and what have you. She has certain weird uh, kind of attributes that she's able to use that don't really compensate, but they give her other skills. Like, for instance, she she can kind of she she can detect when people are like perspiring or nervous, things like really? that. And, okay. Well, the magic of the human mind, isn't it? You don't know how these people get these great abilities from having basic functions taken away but the film's quite cool because the uh, the plot is basically that uh, her father was a very rich industrialist and um, almost all of his ex-workers when he dies and obviously he leaves you know the estate and whatever to, to his daughter her and uh, the rest of them are actually colluding to try and get the secret formula out of her head because they believe that he passed it on to her when she was a little girl. 
and it's it's quite devious. What they do is uh, they end up switching her young love, the guy that she loved when she was younger. They switch him for an imposter because obviously they feel like it'd be impossible for her to tell the difference. And she kind of does, but anyway, eventually I won't give it away. But the way that they try and con her is this doctor that they've obviously paid off says to her, "We will try. We we can try and cure your condition." Uh, but I need to, I need to try some extreme therapy, and it involves locking you in a completely black, silent, padded room, with absolutely no external stimulation at all for three days. And like you know, we'll bring you water and basic food. You must just lie down and and not experience anything for three days, and then the, the idea was complete. After that complete lack of stimulation, it would assist her in kind of being able to clarify her thoughts and mm. be able to anyway it was all a big con job but I thought that was quite cool sounds Wait. like quite an interesting film actually yeah no it's very cool like I say don't rule out things just because they're subtitled some of the greatest films I've ever seen are foreign films but yeah Agnosia I recommend it okay I'll watch <laughs> so, it I ramble, sorry I rambled on quite a bit there but it's a very cool film and we're going to be talking more about stimulation, perhaps more comically, after our next track. We're giving it a big one about uh, stimulation. <laughs> and as you all know by now, well, you bloody well should do, I'm... Uh, Actually, somewhat of an authority on this particular topic. After Aaron's rambling, let's start talking about the serious side of stimulation. On this, our 69th show. The best kind of stimulation. Yeah, I'm talking about that coitus-related stimulation. The uh, the body works in wonderful ways when uh, when aroused. If you yourself feel that you know there's there's a level of stimulation that you, you you know you just feel within yourself it's there but you've you've you think you haven't quite reached it i'd ask you please do just let me know just give me a call and uh, i'm sure we can sort a little something something Shut aaron up. uh constantly asks me that favor and i am willing to extend it to other people <laughs> Oh, and I'll extend it, all right. Shut up. We'll touch briefly on the stimulus. Oh, we'll touch. We'll, we'll, we'll definitely touch briefly. The I'm stimulus response model. Shut up. The stimulus response model is essentially an attempt to turn stimulation and response to stimulation into a mathematical equation, i.e. do this and this will happen. A little bit well, like... This plus this equals this. A little bit like the... Uh, Every, reaction, every action has an equal opposite reaction kind of thing but yeah the stimulus response model is essentially you know it, it's a bit it's a bit limited in the sense that what we can derive from it or what we can say is there's some things that can't be uh, quantitatively measured what we do know is not all stimulation is the same the for instance the stimulation of licking a battery is different to the stimulation of enjoying caviar the (laughs) the stimulation of having uh, the hairs on 
the back of your neck stimulated softly by some lover's fingertips is different from being hit by a car is it <laughs> I hope it is I hope not everything would be agony or ecstasy because even then ecstasy would be shit agony ecstasy what's the difference is there a difference <laughs> Well, it's funny you should talk about uh, coitus because obviously, yeah, as, soon, that's as soon as you mention so unlike me, as soon, well, yeah, as soon as you mention stimulation, obviously, people's mind go to that, but for good reason because obviously the stimulation that most people crave from when they first blossom into adulthood is obviously coital stimulation. Yeah, buddy. And not only that, but Mike, do you think it's the only act of stimulation where? people would experiment like we were saying said it as a joke but people bring all kinds of other potentially incongruous stimulation into it for instance if you're in the act of procreation or, or just coitus you might you might feel like I don't know hammering nails into your palms you like whips and chains and shit exactly. well yeah exactly yeah but you know, it doesn't have to be uh, quite as extreme as that. Just just biting on each other's lips, general or, spanking, or pulling the hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've known plenty of na- na- like nails digging into flesh. I can dig a little bit of that. You know, I can I can go with whatever. I'm down with whatever. <laughs> down with whatever. Yeah, uh, you listening, ladies? <sighs> uh, I take a shit on your face. But too much um, is never enough. Is never enough. <laughs> As Bonnie once said. Yeah, what, what what we're trying to say, I think, is... Do what you like to me, but for Christ's sake, just just as long as I can walk the next day, <laughs> and but I can put my top on. God's sake. It's one time. Absolutely. Oh. What? Yeah. Raked my back. Raw. We've all had some uh, experiences like that, Mike. I hope we have, because you haven't really lived if you haven't. You haven't lived until you've been but... unable to put your T-shirt on. <laughs> But th- but this is the thing. Do you see what I'm saying? Because obviously there's the there's the gently, gently, so gently you can hardly feel it approach, which which is can I'd work. say sensory deprivation, isn't it? That's the whole point of it. But that's part your... of this. Exactly. But the, it's all about extremes, though, isn't it? You, you deprive. Oh yeah. You deprive. You may deprive your lover of what they crave, which is obviously being touched. You just like which makes it all the better when you exactly the f- the fingertips on the very tips of the hairs on the end of the skin and the sensory deprivation it, it drives you to to crave it even more to to savour it even more drives me mad <laughs> yes but then you have the opposite obviously going out and hammer and tongs beating, yeah buddy beating each other senseless getting the old chainsaw and mosquito net involved. And I, I'll, I'll go either way. Autoerotic asphyxiation, obviously. Nothing like doing it while swinging from a noose. But that's a man who's uh, talking from experience. <laughs> so. Obviously, suspension as well. That's that's pretty cool. People who hang from hooks. Yeah. I've always really? apparently, no, apparently, I, I've read about. It, obviously, I haven't done it myself. But apparently, obviously, it's not particularly pleasant having anything uh, skewered through your skin. But once you've got the skewers through, apparently, it's an incredible feeling. Like being suspended, like there's no other feeling like it. Apparently, this is what we're talking about extremes, isn't it? In in the uh, sense that there, there's no real, there's I can't even think of any other activity, because even when you think of something like torture, extreme, but it's only in one direction, isn't it? You don't have gentle torture, whereas 
with uh... I disagree <laughs> oh you're you're a fan of the uh, feather on the sole of the feet method aren't you torturous absolutely no I think that uh, women can get you with gentle torture oh yeah uh, if there's one thing go on Fitches. give me an example I can't talk about it see a lot of people don't realise there's such a thing as uh, gentle murder but of course slipping something in someone's drink poison I mean the pillow over the face these are all examples of gentle murder penis in the throat no Mike that's uh, that's another four letter word so we know what we're saying here it's like sex is the palette by which you uh, paint with all the extremes of uh, from from uh, white to black and everything in between there's pretty Maybe much with nothing all forms of stimulation and we're not just talking about the obvious as in either gentle uh, gentle caressing to brutal abuse uh, we're also talking about other things um, we're talking about other sensory um, stimuli for instance laying her down on a bed of roses compared to having her shit in your mouth I know which I prefer <laughs> um Maybe, maybe you know, some some women or, or men even like their lover to have their lips right up close to their ears and whisper sweet nothings. Yeah, I've while heard. others want them to play death metal at a hundred decibels, blow their eardrums out on on their orgasm. Yeah, what else can we think? Each of their own. But I would, <laughs> you would encourage all of you, uh, my little pufflings to uh, my late, late night largelets to whilst engaging in the act we know <laughs> of which act I speak yeah the act I always speak about do try different things stimulate all of your senses not at the same time but just you know one time just stimulate one sense and a another time stimulate another sense yeah. you may find that actually there's something out there that works for you in ways that you really didn't think it would yeah pass on a bit of wisdom thanks for that Mike so next time next time you're uh, you ask your uh, your old lady to try something new perhaps you could bring along a circular saw get the top of your head off and start playing with your brain what do you think Mike Absolutely. There's nothing more or, stimulating than touching the centre of stimulation. Yeah. Or it, it no, it, it can be anything. As simple as uh, having your eyes shut or whatever. Yeah. It, sensory deprivation again. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. What, what, what am I thinking of? Sensory deprivation tank. Ah, yeah. That was touched on in The Simpsons, wasn't it? Do you remember that? Sensory deprivation tank. Do you not remember that? Remind so, me. Okay, it's uh, it's kind of, well, it's presented as like a hippie thing or a new age thing, where uh, you lie in a tank uh, that that kind of you lie fa- face up in a tank uh, with like swimming costume on, and it 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 kind of half covers you in not cold. I think it's quite warm water, so so you're nice and comfortable. It keeps your body temperature at a nice comfortable level. And basically, the lid's shut, so everything's dark. 
But because you're at a nice warm temperature, there's lapping water, and there's nothing to look yeah, at or hear. Yeah, I remember this. Yeah, yeah. you're supposed to be able to trip into like hallucinations and other kind of vivid dreams. Uh, it's supposed to provoke that. I remember this one, though, yeah. Yeah, so there you go. Sensory deprivation, although you think... You know, you might you might imagine that sensory deprivation would be horrible and banal and what have you and mundane, it's supposed to have the opposite effect if it's done in the right circumstance. How ironic that sensory deprivation can lead to stimulation. Well said, that puffin. Get your stinking rat out. It's late night large. What were we talking about? <laughs> uh, growing, I think. We were talking about we stimulation talking of about a growing. sexual kind, obviously, just before we left. And it should be noted as well that, as well as stimulation, we were just talking about, you know, what kind of what kind of ways would you stimulate your partner or do you like to be stimulated? But let's not forget that the difference between coital stimulation and other kinds of stimulation is you're you're generally building up to an explosion release of energy <laughs> well that that kind of explosion uh, but a release of energy in terms of an orgasm which has a physiological reaction that's a lot different from other sensory reactions indeed yes and uh, it's like well it's basically a shitstorm of endorphins if you get it right oh and I get it right and the only way to kind of replicate this kind of feeling is a heroin addiction but I wouldn't recommend that no seriously if you're considering uh, heroin do just come and knock on my door <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah no so Mike the thing about stimulation is go on tell me what the thing about stimulation is we subconsciously on our 69th show oh. We're not, not. We're not talking about again. Let's put the sexual element out of our mind. Just, oh, regular, just regular stimulation. Mike, okay, I'll try. We don't. We don't say it to each other. We don't even. We don't even kind of generally unaware of it ourselves. But all the time we're craving stimulation. For instance, I say it. I'm always telling you how I crave stimulation. Yeah, but I'd like to say I'm trying to keep it away from the sexual element. Okay. Other kinds of stimulation. For instance. Have you ever had a situation where, you know, no one's really been around for a day or two, you might not be at work, and you're stuck in the house, right? Even even TV gets shit, and all of a sudden, you want some stimulation. You want to go for a walk, you want Big to see time. some new... It doesn't take very long for me. Yes, yeah, so you want to see some new landscapes, you, you want something to process. You want something to process. Yeah, to process. it takes no time for me to crave that immensely. Exactly, and it's you know it's the same it's the same with me. I mean, unfortunately, I don't have a very focused mind, but I'm always I'm always craving learning little tidbits about things. You know, I'm, I'm reading some interesting stuff at the minute, and when you find something that really kind of turns on your mind, you think, "Wow, that is cool!" And then the stimulation it is great. I'm thinking of situations, Mike, where stimulation is more important than anything. For instance, stimulation. At, let's talk about stimulation at work. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we've gone from talking about sex to talking about work. Unfortunately, because this is something the listeners, I'm sure, will have to tolerate as well. We've all we've all had the mundane, humdrum job. It might be soul destroying, demeaning, and in our case, well, <laughs> I, I I was going to say one step up from hell, but I was... <laughs> anyway. 
what we're trying to say is step down from it. Yeah. Unfortunately, we're in a service-based economy, so a hell of a lot of you will either be, well, at the moment, unfortunately, unemployed, but a hell of a lot of you will be in soul-destroying jobs, jobs where, let's face it, a chimpanzee could do an adequate task, where your mind is rarely stimulated beyond what am I putting on the shelf, who am I reporting to, who am I serving. So, Mike, how... Or say you, you know you might be working in an office. Offices are just as bad. You're thinking about what paperwork you're processing, the routine, get the paper clip, get the hole punch, file the paper away here, photocopy this, shred that. Come, on, Mike. Let, let us know what what are your particular tips for staying stimulated at work, other than the obvious, having a Tommy in the. Uh, the work bathroom uh, the old salami slap um, there is an obvious answer and it's a solution that I myself have been accused of uh, propagating propagating yes thank you <laughs> if you find yourself in that situation you know the, where just the monotony of your day to day shit makes you depressed Hire young, attractive girls. <laughs> I hate to say it. Um, it pal, very shallow. we have stimulation. So it is a. Uh, it, <clears throat> it works across the board. We, obviously, we're, we're generally talking from a male perspective here, I would imagine. But it gives it gives certain females can appreciate young, attractive girls. Obviously, and obviously, it could be a negative or a positive uh, stimulation. But yeah, I definitely it could agree. be a, it could be a positive or a positive. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, remind me never to get you to change my plug. So, <laughs> oh, I'll change your plug, right? <laughs> okay, so that very good, Mike. I like that, that suggestion for stimulation at work. Other than that, obviously daydreaming, but there's nothing like sexual chemistry to get you through the day. Other types of stimulation, Mike, multitasking. I don't know about you, but in fact, you're probably the same as me. Same as a lot of people these days. Mike, is technology leading to us overstimulating ourselves? <laughs> technology leads again, to me. <laughs> again. Could we please keep it away from the sexual connotation? I'm trying. Uh, I'm talking about. I'm on my laptop. I'm, wor- I'm working on something. Yeah, so, I'm working so, on something. All right. Shut up. <laughs> Come on. I'm working on a document of some kind. Maybe a blog. Then I open up another another little window. I'm also checking out Facebook. Maybe I'm on Facebook chat as well, communicating with someone. I've got the TV on. I'm watching a film at the same time. Mm. I might even have some music playing in the background or a Windows Media Player. Yeah. This surely some this bird is under the table knocking you off. In your dreams, is this uh, overstimulation? In my reality, mate. Is this overstimulation, Mike? Uh, it, can it be damaging? Do you think it can be damaging to your mind? I mean, for instance, um, does too much stimulation at the same time, does it mean you just don't really derive the benefits of any of it? it may, not as much as you would do, perhaps, yeah. Let me give you an example. When I was a kid, I remember as a kid, you, you crave stimulation all the time. You just want to be playing or dreaming or Absolutely, or whatever. yeah, yeah. As a kid, I can remember being more than happy lounging on my bed watching a good movie. Now, I I find myself fidgeting. I have to do something else while I'm watching the movie. Yeah. Even if it's just 
wandering back and forth across the room putting clothes away or something there, there has to be something else I'm busy with I tend to reach for my phone ah but do you find yourself then near the end of the movie thinking oh shit I'm what a twat so yeah many, I haven't yeah. really gotten into so, it so many times I've done that however of course there are exceptions if it's a movie I really want to watch or that is really yeah. like really you know sucks you in I will can happily sit there and just stare for its entirety so it it swings both sometimes I do you know reach for the the nearest thing usually my phone or my penis and, uh, <laughs> oh god <laughs> oh dear or both and you know seek seek uh, seek extra uh, seek stimulation pleasure. yeah he demands that it's whack. <laughs> oh, I demand it, right? Oh God! <clears throat> and it's you know what? Something else that I thought of about stimulation. It just reminded me of that anal foreign bodies report. I guess, <laughs> for God's sake, people, if you're looking for stimulation, we know if you're a guy, particularly, the male G spot is somewhere to be Aris. found up your anus. So, for God's sake, don't start sticking really long, pointy, dangerous things up your ass because many, many others have tried before. Many others have thought it was a good idea. Many others have, made a- many others have shredded shredded their back passage. Many others have been shitting through a straw for the rest of their lives or through their stomach, even worse. So let's not put anything made of glass, a cactus, anything that widens at the... Uh, at the end that you enter it in uh, anything with battery acid in so let nothing sharp corrosive explosive in any way damaging please please people just be careful we don't for, look just just put on do, do what the rest of us have to make do with put on a latex glove lube yourself up real good <laughs> and prepare for the night of your life alternatively get some bit of stuff give her a latex glove <laughs> a load of lube yeah and tell her to retrieve the light bulb <laughs> and tell her yeah without breaking it obviously without breaking that's it that's the challenge yeah God. tell her to retrieve the hamster I was thinking that actually just smoke it out so <laughs> what a lovely thought so it's been a lot of fun tonight Mike so as I has. imagined it would be <clears throat> Um, on stimulation is there anything else you might like to add before we uh, we depart for this week on our 69th show well come on take, take the uh, take the floor I'll take the floor I'll mop it up with you <laughs> that's oh, right dear. so anything no. particularly uh, interesting I, I, I or think, insightful I think you know, we've, we've been fairly insightful uh, and, we and helpful, and we have tried to steer it away from the, you know, the, the, the sexual-related stuff when when we can. Obviously, we've ended up going back to it, but that was to be expected. <laughs> um, well, that's a natural we are, process. We are mere it? men, human males, of M- course. Um, I say we are mere men. You're a mere man. I'm uh, oh, superhuman. So another thing I'll grow on Another thing I might like to mention as well Is uh, Exploit yourself And not in that way Please no, It's just forget 
Okay, but let's just forget the sexual element. But do it in that Explore way, yourself in terms of what stimulation is good for you because Sexually. we're really about we're really about Sex. potential decline, mental Sex. decline, depression, things like that. Shut up, Mike. Sorry. <clears throat> and of course, beating one out or strumming yourself yeah, is is maybe temporary relief, but just think about the things that stimulate you in a really positive way, make you feel good about the world, help you escape. Because, you know, not often enough do we kind of look inside and realise what exactly makes us tick. It's all quite subconscious and instinctive, but, you know, there's a there's a there's a a good life out for you for you out there if you uh, look inside and discover really what what drives you and i must apologize for the filthy cold i have this week but hopefully next week it'll be better or i'll have given it to mike yeah, like he gives me many things yeah very sorry about that by the way have you uh you've been to the doctor's got the cream <laughs> The cream. You mean the blood transfusion? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a happy ending. Of oh, sorts. it always is. Of sorts. It always <clears throat> is. Well, who knows? Maybe my nose will fall off next week. We will. We will all grow you next week. We'll grow for, you for an ever stimulating late night large. Good night, America. Good night.